Alright, this is JB here from SS once more. Um, had a little bit of intro there, and then we got transmission once again, got cut off. Don't we just hate that? Anyway, we're going to try to run through some of these things here, some of the matchups again. Um, got about 50 minutes before tip off. I'm going to try to do about a little 15, 20 minute installment. Um, we had the um the, the the weather there, the inclement weather coming in for Boston and Baltimore, and then in the Dodgers and Philly. Uh, early in the transmission, I did like Boston a lot. Um, I talked about Baltimore um being a good contrarian play. I looked at the metrics for Porcello. It is a heavy right-handed lineup going against him today. Um. He has been kind of subpar against righties. Um, the left-handed metrics do go up a little bit. There's only one lefty in the lineup. That's Chris Davis. So if you do want to take a flyer, make sure you do have some insurance. If you're going to do in a um, big contest, uh, multiple lineups, we know he is prone to strikeouts. Uh, we know do know that Porcello can strike out. He can get a formidable eight to ten strikeouts. That's why he's at ninety nine hundred. We do know with Manny Machado not being in that lineup anymore, it changes the dimension of them offensively. But they do still have some power in that lineup and some speed. Um, Scope is definitely going to be a lot more highlighted there. He's in the second slot there, in between Jones and Beckham. Um, do we know? How aggressive Jones is going to be now, what his new role is going to be with Machado being out. These are some usual suspects and names in that lineup. Gosman is at six grand. He's a righty. We do know there's some left-handed presence and even the righties in that lineup with the Red Sox. They're, they're all potent, man. The Red Sox are playing good ball right now. Um, according to the standings, they're up a strong five games um, on the Yankees, the Yankees been playing 500 ball, but Boston is 8-2 in their last 10. So, um, Yankees going to be in that position until they get their pitching straightened out. We have seen some improvements with Sonny Gray over his last two starts. Um, he's been taking advantage of running support and the lead and not um, losing control. We know Yankees got Severino on the mound today. Um, he has been over, you know, overachieving this year. Um, he had a little rough, rough start in his last start, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But, um, Gosman definitely is, you know, not, not anybody that is going to be feared. You know, Baltimore's weakness has been their pitching all year. Um, you definitely can roster, you know, most people are going to do a Red Sox stack. That has been the talk of the day and a lot of consensus on a lot of the strategy, um, podcasts and things of that. Um, I'm with it. I mean, you got the young guy Devers down there with power 4,200, um, for a $4,200 salary and you're batting eighth. Was that seventh in the lineup? That's pretty, pretty highlighted right there. You know, Moreland, another lefty with power. He's batting in the fourth spot behind Betts, Benintendi, and JD. JD's still going, chasing for that home run crown. What more can you say? Bogarts was lights out going into the All Star break. Um, there's a lot of lot of firepower in that lineup. A lot of reasons why they've been playing good, and then they got good pitching on the mound. Hopefully, they'll get that game in. Hopefully, it won't be delayed. But keep an eye on that. Um, the Dodgers in Philly matchup. Um, we got <clears throat> we got Eflin there on the mound. Um, this again, I, you know, I, again we know Boston is heavy favorites. Eighty three percent consensus. This is a nine over under. Most likely, a lot of the runs are gonna go for Boston right there. Um, 
you know, it's a plus 160 for Baltimore. Um, not really a game you want to bet on for Baltimore, but from a fancy standpoint, there could be some contrarian plays in there that might get you ahead of the leaderboard. We'll see. Um, Priscilla, again, hasn't, you know, he has some, he has some cracks in his game. Um, he can, um, struggle from time to time. This is a game where, you know, he might take this team for granted and play down to the competition and not get focused. Um, he didn't do good in his last game. I mean, against Toronto, they got on top of him pretty quick. He only lasted two innings. He had eight on runs and um, two innings, negative 14. Just killed everybody um, at a salary they paid for him on that day. Uh, his salary was 9800 on that day. I'm almost about the same salary he got today at 9900 So proceed with um, your expectations against that. Um, again, hopefully he does, he, he, he does what he's supposed to do and he can come out and get about eight to 10 strikeouts, not play with his team. And hopefully, you know, they can get some runs. A typical Boston performance is what everybody's expecting for the Dodgers in Philly. We know Stripling has been doing very well this year. Um, he's sporting a, um, I believe a eight and two record, a very good ERA at 2.08. I do like the Dodgers in this game. I, I like everything about the Dodgers. I was breaking them down earlier before I got cut off. I like the left-handed bats with Peterson. Um, a lot of people going to be on Peterson today at the leadoff position. Um, him having the power and then more important, he's going to get what he wants with, with bat in front of Machado. Uh, Eflin cannot afford to walk him and put him on base. Um, that's pretty tough top five right there with Peterson, Machado, Muncy, Grandals going from his power side to the left now. Um, and they just came off a pretty impressive win the other day. I, I believe it was like 11 to 2. Um, they won against Milwaukee, a pretty good team, but Suter. Um, um, was having some issues there on the mound. As I said earlier in the podcast, looks like he's going to hit the disabled list and have to have season-ending surgery. And even follow up after Kemp, you got Bellinger right there. Chris Taylor, um, the veteran Utley, probably his last year, um, looking to finish strong. Um, Stripling, uh, I expect him to get some run support today. Um, by any means, um, can, can he dominate Philly? I mean... Um, they got Carlos Santana at the top of the order. Who made that wise decision? I don't know. Um, but he is a switch hitter. He will be able to turn from the left side, which is his more favorable side. And then in combination with Hoskins and Herrera and a little power with Nick Williams, that's a little bit of a good strategy where they're trying to roll out there. Will it work? I don't really know. Um, a lot of it is going to depend if Audible gets in a situation where he can have a run on base and drive something towards the gap. Um, Hoskins may be able to get walked if Santana gets on base, if Santana gets a double. You know what I'm saying? He's going to have to deal with a team that's at the top of the division that has been generating runs. The 10,200, you might say, hey, you know, uh, he's not a Kershaw or um, some of the other people them that get that high salary. But, I mean, the guy, guy has been pitching very good this year. He has a 1.08 whip. Two good performances in his last performances. One that he should have done well against San Diego. 23 fancy points. Uh, it was a 3-2 result. He won. Um, and then against Anaheim, um, I mean, on the road. Now, think about it. I mean, his last two games was on the road, and he's produced very well, both at 9,000, over 9,000 um, salary clips. So it goes up. 
You know, then I'll just, just just give it give you give him somebody like of his stature with so much run support potential and you're not gonna pay for it, right? So um I do kinda um temper the, the expectations there. The over under is eight and a half open right now. Um that's about where it should be. Um I do see um probably the Dodgers getting getting more of the runs in that game. I don't expect Philly to get shut out by any means. They're playing on their ballpark. I do know Reese Hoskins does bat a lot better at home. So uh, two divisional leaders, I mean a very good game to sit back and watch. Um um is if you ask me is anybody, I mean more of the bats there definitely for Los Angeles in that game. Um, if you want to, if you want to try and go for Herrera and Hoskins right there, I would definitely go with more of the usual names that have been doing thing, doing doing a good job. I mean, you could maybe go down and 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 maybe bank on maybe uh, Williams or Franco if they get opportunity um, with one of those guys at the top of the order getting on. But you got to be kind of cautious. Um, Santana doesn't have a lot of speed. It's going to kind of slow down if they do get off to a, a good start against Stripling. But, I mean, he's 10,200. He locates pitches very well. He can strike out. He has out pitches. Um, everything is looking favorable for the Dodgers in that game. I just don't like Santana at the top of the order. It looks different. Nick Williams being in that fourth spot. He does have power. I'm not trying to take that away from him. He has been a surprise at times. In the in the matinees, you know, you look up and the next thing you know, he shifts a lot of stuff um, in in the contest from time to time. He has 11 home runs. He had been at 252. Um, so he has some double-digit performances here and there. Um, definitely, again, he could be a surprise. He hasn't went deep in about the last... This 10-game log hasn't really hit for much power. That's kind of the reason why I don't really like the, the matchup that they have with the lineup that they've put together there. So we move on. Uh, would I take Eflin? Definitely not. Uh, would you like to take Stripling? Yes. I mean, it's kind of a broken lineup there with Cesar Hernandez not being at the top of that order. Minnesota and Toronto, I'm just keep this real simple. This is um, a hidden gem. So a lot of offense will probably be in this game produced. Um, there is going to be a bullpen day for Toronto. Um, Minnesota has, um, called up, um, Alberto Mejia. Um, he has a negative point standing right now showing in the one game he started. And, uh, he gave up four earned runs on six hits and four in his pitch. Um, no home runs, but just didn't, didn't, didn't keep, keep the hitters from crossing the bases. He is left-handed. Um, going against um, a pretty decent lineup here. I mean, I really do like Toronto's lineup. I spoke a lot about them being there in the middle of the order with Smoke and um, Morales doing a little bit better job from the left side. But um, they got Randall Grichuk at the top of the order. He's been lights out for them. He went deep the other day. Um, they got some of their uh, rookies back in there with Dwight Smith Jr. and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. back up in there. Um, they're going to be pwned. They're going to be ready to go. I said um, they might be trying to turn things around. I think they're kind of slowing in their identity back. Um, when they get J.D. back, man, it's going to be a very complete team. Um, their pitching is getting a little bit better. Um, they've been doing some experimentation there. Um, they got Stroman back. Um, they're rolling. I mean, they've been giving a lot of teams um, a tough time. 
um, to, you know, coming in trying to get wins. And they're five and five in their last ten. Winners of their last three specifically. They do play better at home, twenty-seven and twenty-five at home. They're six games under five hundred. So I mean, they're not gonna catch Boston. They're definitely not gonna catch the Yankees. But uh, I think they're going to be a team to be reckoned with come down the second stretch. As long as they continue to get healthy, their starting pitcher, pitching gets better, and gets more healthy. That's not a team you're going to want to run into. Definitely not. I do like Rosario. You're going to pay a lot for him. With his bullpen day that they rolled out in Toronto, we know Toronto does not have one of the best bullpens. They have a couple suspects there that could probably help some people before the trade deadline, but I'm not buying into it completely. Like I said, they're still they're on an upward stretch with the pitching, but it's not quite yet there. Um, and they're bringing this guy out because um, they're having an issue there with with the starting pitching there. Um, Estrada was supposed to pitch, but he's not he's not where he needs to be. Um, with his hip, his hip injury. So Santos uh, is his first MLB start against the Twins. Uh, he probably only be in there for maybe an inning or two, if that. But honestly, uh, I'll stay away from the pitching in that game. Roster some bats. Like I said, the um, over under is nine and a half, right? That should be. I'm just put out there. I'm gonna go with it. It should be an offensive display. Um, with 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 them, definitely. Um, Minnesota needs to try to rebound. I don't think they're gonna lay down. They're just not a good road team. They're fifteen and thirty-one on the road, twenty-nine and twenty-two at home. They're losers of their last three. So you're looking at a mirror image of teams playing right now. Winners of their last three: Toronto on the road, and then Minnesota. Hopefully, they're hungry. I mean, they're still in that second slot, nine and a half uh, behind Cleveland. Um, they had a chance to gain a little bit of ground there, but uh, with Cleveland playing five and five, and um, they're being five and five, so uh, very interesting game. Very interesting game. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on. We got the Yankees at Tampa Bay. Um, <laughs> you know, with Tampa Bay right now, they've always been up and down. Um, they've been doing these consistent bullpen days. Just, I mean, ironically, I mean, the pitching them, <laughs> they're getting a lot of experience. Okay. They might come in for one or two innings, but they're spreading the wealth around. Right. So we got a right, <laughs> we got a right hand on the mound, uh, Hunter Wood. Uh, so he's been pretty effective. Um, it's a 2.70 ERA, 12 strikeouts over 13 innings. So he does have the strikeout pedigree. There's a few guys in that bullpen that uh, they'll come in for an inning or two and um, give you give you almost, you know, 7 to 10 FPTS. And, you know, you're paying less than five grand for them. Is this, you know, somebody want to take a, a risk with? Can't really say. But um, what you can say is that they are playing against the Yankees. They got their ace on the mound, Severino. Um, you know, they got some pretty decent left-hand bats there. They got Hicks, switch hitter. Gregor's been doing very well. Um, Gardner, you got Bird, occasionally can hurt you with some power if you have some people on base. Um, you know, Severino, this is uh, hopefully a bounce-back performance he can have um, in his last start. Um, he got roughed up a little bit, five innings, nine hits allowed, gave up two home runs, and he was on the road against Cleveland. Uh, sometimes he does struggle against some divisional leaders' team. Um, he'll give you a subpar performance here and there, but this is a team that he should take care of. It's a team he should dominate. 
in the two games. He won all two of them against Tampa Bay this year. And he's had a combined 16 strikeouts, an average of 32 FPPG, 0.72 whip. And the Yankees got to play impeccable ball. They're going to keep up with Boston. They got to take care of, of games like this against Tampa Bay. Don't really see much in the metrics for Tampa Bay in their lineup. We do know they have some pretty good, um, some pretty decent contact hitters, Matt Duffy being one. They got Kermire up there at the top of the order. And then um, after that, Bowers, I mean, Manchild's a guy, I mean, he, uh, Severino got to be kind of careful. They got some guys in that lineup that can hit the fastball. Um, Manchild being one, G. Manchild, he's there in the cleanup position for a reason. They 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 traded for him, and um, they want to get a little bit of power there in that lineup. Um, Bowers, he's going to always continue to get better. Um, and then Duffy's just always, I mean, he, he'll hit 10 pitches foul. He'll make you work to strike him out. So the top of the order, man, there may be some people might take some stretch plays just like with Baltimore. And they might take um, a Bowers or a Kermire or somebody. You never know, you know. And if Severino leaves one of those sliders um, over the plate to one of those left-handers, he could get caught. So, um... I'm liking them. Of course, they're going to be heavy favorites. We know that. They're the Yankees, right? They're going against um, a team that everybody expects them to beat. We know the Tampa Bay um, Devils gave them some problems early in the year before the um, All-Star break. They play that team tough. Look at that. It's a seven-and-a-half over-under. Very low under in that game. That's surprising. Um, I mean, with, with the Tampa Bay going for bullpen day, and then what I've seen with Tampa Bay in the past, even though Severino has owned them, uh, this team has seen a lot of each other before the before the um, All Star break. So, um, I'm I'm not gonna really put a prediction on that for the over under. I mean, I'm gonna kind of still stick with it. Um, but again, I mean, a lot of that is gonna revolve around what Tampa Bay does with its strategy. That's gonna be a very interesting game, honestly. I mean, people say, well, "What do you mean by that?" I'm just going based on the history of how these teams have played each other this year. I mean, Tampa Bay really plays up to the competition that the Yankees bring when they come to the stadium. Um, next we got um Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I mean, everybody pretty much. You're going to have the usual stacks tonight. You're going to have Cleveland stack. You're going to have Yankees stack. You're going to definitely have a Boston stack and most likely a Toronto stack. Not Toronto, I'm sorry, a Dodger stack. I am approving a Toronto stack because of the um, pitching aspect in that game. So tonight is going to be a lot of people stacking um, lineups, um, trying to vouch. It's a big contest tonight in DraftKings. 300,000 um, jackpot and 100,000 the first. So um, it's 300,000 total. That's what they're expecting. And the contest will fill up 58,000 entries. Can you believe that? So, man, that person sitting on first place, their life definitely is going to change dramatically. But you don't have to do something unique. You definitely have to take some take some some risks, some leaps and bounds. That's the only way you separate yourself from 58,822 other people in the contest. And that's what makes fantasy such a skill. Um, you do need some luck and you do need to buy in and have some, just like playing the lottery. If you want to win the Powerball, you know, buying one number might not always work. But if you might buy 20s, it gives you more opportunities and different chances, right? So, um, <clears throat> kind of fly through these last few games, a lot of games. I kind of want to wrap this up. Um, Cleveland, they got Kluber on the mound. 
Um, right now, they got uh, Trevor Williams on the mound. Uh, Kluber is a high tag, as always, because of his location prominence and his ability to strike people out. Um, how is Pittsburgh doing right now? It's an inter- <clears throat> interleague game. Pittsburgh right now, they're winners of their last nine. They're balling right now. They're eight games behind the Cubs. Um, and any that NL Central can switch up and down so much. I mean, even St. Louis with them firing um, Haney, you know, they, they're expecting more. Everybody in that in that division, with the exception of the Reds, are expecting um, pretty much um, excellence right now. You know what I'm saying? Milwaukee three and a half games back. They got a big game tonight against the um, Nationals. It's a very important game. Very important game for um, Pittsburgh. It's gonna really, gonna gonna really test them to see where they are against going against a, a colossal team that's been pretty, pretty consistent all year, and they can put up runs on anybody. Um, Trevor Williams, as you know, is an interleague game. He hasn't faced them. He has a high ERA at four point three six. He has got touched up a few times. He has some negative performances on here. He's a righty. Um, that doesn't spell well for him going against the all-star Jose Ramirez, Brantley, and Lindor. Um, Alonzo can get tricky. Kipnis got a little bit of power going there before the all-star break. Um, <clears throat> um, they got Corey Dickerson going at the leadoff there, and I kind of like that. I mean, Dickerson been down there to bomb the order, and they've been expecting a lot more out of him. I think it's a great move to put a veteran at the top of the lineup. Um, it gives the veterans behind them a little bit more sense of confidence to get the, the the lineup going where it needs to be. I like the shift in this lineup. They got Josh Bell um, batting six, um, and then they got Freeze and Harrison at the bottom. So it is American League. There's no pitchers involved. I think that's a consensus of the strategy. Kind of switch up the lineup knowing that they don't have to have a pitcher to work around. Um, I do like offense. I mean, I've seen Kluber actually uh, struggle at times. Don't get me wrong. But um, I don't see him, like, totally dominating this game. I mean, it's a, on the live, it's an eight and a half over under. Uh, Cleveland is heavily favored in this, a negative 300. Uh, Vegas just really loves when Kluber hits the mound for whatever reason. But I do see Cleveland taking over on this. Again, it's going to be a Cle- it's gonna definitely be a lot of Cleveland stacks out there. You might even have to roster a couple of them, um, different looks in that. But um, uh, uh, I, 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 I mean, again, Kluber is a righty, and the reason I say, I mean, he's been kind of subpar. I mean, he gets his strikeouts, but look, he gave up six earned runs in seven innings. I mean, he can be touched. He can be touched. The only thing that's been kind of saving him a little bit, he's been getting strikeouts, which is what people are buying him for. Um, <clears throat> haven't had a big, big performance since really that White Sox game, um, and Detroit game. You know, back in early June, late May, he had he was doing real good there. He had a um, thirty-two fancy point um, performance against the White Sox in late June twentieth. So I mean, this is this a team? You can it's a hot team, and this team is not just coming in to be dominated. And I mean, they are on the road, so. Uh, let's look at that metric too. Pittsburgh is twenty-two and twenty-five on the road, so it's a single of they're fifty-one and forty-nine on the year. So they're playing over five hundred by a little bit. So it's gonna be a little bit of test for Kluber again. Um, I I don't know the twelve thousand two hundred. One one thing I will look at 
Um, at home, he's lights out, man. I mean, he's a 2.00 ERA. In the 11 games he started, he's 7-2 at home. Um, overall, he has 79 strikeouts. Um, he pitches better at home. His FPPG is better at home. 25.9 versus 19.5 on the road. So we give him a little bit of a check in the box there. If you want to buy him in the 12-2, I say you can do that. Um, and they play very good offensively in that park. I've said that for a long time now. Very good game. Look forward to see how that's going to run. Um, you got on Ponce de Leon. Uh, he's a big recall from AAA going for the Cardinals tonight. He's a right hand. No metrics on him. Uh, say he has a pretty good strikeout rate. Good ERA when he was down at AAA Memphis, 2.15 in the 92. Um, innings, uh, it's a 12.3% walk rate. So um, he's going up to the big leagues where people got a better eye than what's down in the AAA. They're not going to bail you out. Cincinnati, I remember they had that series with the Braves there before the All-Star break, and they gave him some trouble. Um, and it's a team that's been talked about that, you know, in the latter end of the season. And it's a team you don't want to run into. They are a team that can get hot offensively at any time. And a young guy like this... Doesn't fare well, and they're losers of their last four. Cincinnati is so, um, I believe they're at home against St. Louis. Um, you know, right, right now, Cincinnati, they're just trying to find an identity right now. Um, how is that going to be judged? Uh, right now, everybody likes the Cardinals, um, due to just Luis Castillo. Uh, he's been kind of up and down this year. Um, 62% consensus is who like them. This is not this is not Vegas. Vegas has Cincinnati uh, favored in this. But it's a 38% consensus by the fan there. Uh, 62 for the Cardinals. Honestly, I, I'm with Vegas on that, man. Honestly, um, this, I'm all about the pitching, man. This guy, Ponce de Leon, he doesn't know what you're going to get out of him. And then, again, he's running. At least we can know Lewis has some experience in the big leagues. He's still trying to work out a few of his mechanics. He has a high ERA at 5.49. Um, this game has a high overrunner. There's a live line at 9.5. I do expect a lot of offense in this game. Sometimes teams will struggle with a new pitcher that comes up. Um, so, uh, we don't know how Cincinnati is going to fare with that, uh, until they probably have to read the sky report on him. But if he doesn't have any good movement and he struggles with that walk and he's going to find himself in the ditch real quick, uh, San Diego and the Mets, you got the Grom on the mound, 12,200. The guy, you know, his win loss record doesn't really predicate how well he's been doing. Uh, and a lot of that is because of who he plays for. And then with Cespedes not being in the lineup, they've been struggling um, offensively to get him run support sometimes. He has a 1.68 ERA, .97 whip. One of the leaders in strikeouts in the year. Uh, this is a great matchup against San Diego, honestly. Um, I mean, he's worth every dime tonight. I mean, he can easily get you 30 fantasy points, 25 to 30, hopefully more towards the 30 to 35 mark. Really not much to say about this. It's a pitcher-dominated game. Now, you got Lakishi, Joy Lakishi, uh, 3.34. Hopefully, I'm just not messing up his name. Lakishi, Lakazi. I'm not certain how it is, but um, he was called up from AAA. Uh, he's going against the Mets. 
Um, so again, there you go. San Diego bouncing back and forth here and there. Um, he's, you know, he, he's probably on an average about 10 fantasy points, honestly. I mean, FPPG says 14.6, but not a high strikeout kind of guy. He's had a little bit of success here and there. Um, again, last time he played in the Mets back on April 28th, he dominated pretty good. You know, he had 21.2 fantasy points. And, um, for the strikeouts, he has six. Doesn't go far into the innings, you know. So, I don't like his price tag. For somebody who only goes about four to five innings, that's not working for me. And then, you know, um, is he going to get any run support? Probably not. Not going up against DeGrom. Just a bad matrimony right there, right? So, we got Atlanta and Miami. Um, definitely, I like Atlanta in this matchup. Um, I don't see Miami as a pushover. Um, just because of the presence of Newcomb on the mound, but this is a game that Atlanta should win. It's a game that should dominate. Uh, Urena has hasn't been very consistent this year. Um, we we do know that Albies is out with it with injury, and they have Acuna Jr. at the top of that at that lineup. I do like him batting off there. Uh, Newcomb being a lefty is going to have some little issues there at the top of the lineup with Castro and then Anderson Riomuto all being right-handed. Then you have two former Braves there, Prado and Maven, uh, following Bohr after the cleanup position. So um, he has been up and down a lot this year. Newcomb has. He's just one of those pitchers that has a work in progress in that rotation. He has a winning record. His whip is pretty decent, an 8-5 record. But once again, Miami, I've seen him give a lot of people a lot of issues. I don't like his metrics in the last three games at all. I'm talking about Sean Newcomb. Um, 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 no decisions. I think he's lost. Actually, all last three games, he's lost. So if he's hungry, he wants to get back in the winning circuit, he can get over 10 wins this year easily. But these are the kind of games he has to take care of business. Um, hasn't been striking out at a high rate. That's been kind of problem problematic for him, walking a lot of people, giving up a long ball in the process, and then just getting booted out, not going late into the innings. For a young guy, his potential, he should be getting six or seven innings um, on this team. 8,200, uh, uh, the matchup against Miami, you'll say yes. But he hasn't really been pitching. He hasn't been giving you 8,200 value. So if you fade him, I can say definitely, yeah, that's fine. I do see Miami getting some hits on him. Um, if he does um, start losing control and stuff like that, yes, he will give up a home run in this game. It's not a game that I'm going to say um, Atlanta is going to just roll out and dominate. Um, but I do see them having a little issues to pull this one out, but I do still like Atlanta due to the pitching situation with Miami. Um, you got Oakland to Texas, Cole Hamels on the mound. Um, and, you know, Hamels' name was kind of brought up in a lot of trade trade bait there. Um, Brett Anderson, um, not very, <laughs> he's a lefty now, um, not very prominent there right there. Let's look at the, um, I want to look at the actual um, over-under. So, the Texas is favored. Um, not by much. I mean, it's a high over- <laughs> it's a high over-under in this game. Um, you got minus 108. Um, looking at right here, minus 111 for Texas. Um, two lefties. 
Um, hey, I'm with it. Now I said, look at, look at, <laughs> look at some bats in here. Um, you got Oakland's been swinging the bat real good. We all know that. They got Simeon there at the top. Chris Davis went off the other night uh, with a home run. Uh, Matt Olson, that middle lineup has been stellar. Um, Jet Lowry, um, All Star. I mean, Cole Hammonds is a name, but he's gonna have to work for. It. He's gonna have to work for his reputation tonight. Um, Odor's been playing like South Sinchu, another All Star late in his career. Great accolade for him. Yeah, there's a lot of lefty on lefties in that right there, with Chu being a lefty and Odor, but um, those guys are making good contact. And then you follow up with Beltre and um, Andrews there, right hand. So um, not, not, not. I mean, I pretty much see a lot of offensive fire. I don't really like any of the pitching in that matchup. All right. And let's look at one other last thing here. We got um Arizona against Chicago Cubs. Let's look at this here. And we got Corbin, one of the higher salary pitchers today against El Farrell. Who is this El Farrell guy? Are they doing some fugazi stuff here with the Cubs? Four eight hundred salary. And this is a series open. This is a series open. It's getting dime Diamondbacks, another good team. They were in first place there for a minute. Uh, it's a right-hander going on the mound for Chicago. Um, it's just, you know, there's another caller from AAA. What can he bring? Um, it's, it's kind of subpar numbers here, honestly. He's like been averaging around five fancy points a game. Uh, looks like he's definitely more of a bullpen kind of guy. I don't really see him going very far. Not much value there with Luke Farrell. Um, Corbin definitely the better out of the two. Corbin is a lefty. Uh, there are some left-handed bats that comes to mind in that Cubs lineup. So um, that's probably why his metrics are very good as what it is. Um, for 11200 and pitching in a hitter's park, I, I don't really like that salary at all. Uh, his last four games, he hasn't given you his average. His average is 21.8. His FPTS in Atlanta, and that was on the road, 7.3. On the road against Colorado, 12.4. Giving up some earned runs there. only thing he hasn't been doing is giving up the long ball. Now, you didn't look at this and say, okay, it's going to be like a really breakout game for him. But, I mean, the, the Cubs are playing good ball, man, honestly. Um, they're 73 in their last 10. I just don't trust it. I don't trust it at all, man. I mean, Arizona is four and six. They're twenty-seven and twenty-one on the road. They're twenty-seven and twenty-five at home. So they have been proven to come in and play competitive ball on the road. But look at this: the Cubs are thirty-one and seventeen at home. So um, even though the pitching is kind of not what you want, um, I still think they must up a, a strategy here. The over under is nine. I think that's about where it should be. Um, kind of a crazy money line, you know. More of the consensus is going for Arizona because of Corbin, the presence of him being on the mound, and not knowing really what you're gonna get out of Luke Farrell. But um, looks like the Cubs are slight favorites still, but it's a pretty much even matchup. Pretty much an even matchup there. Let's see here. They got a lot of righties there. You got Bryant, 
um, Amora Jr., you got Baez, you got Contreras, right? So, uh, I mean, any of these guys with the right pitch, they can do damage. I'm just be straight up with you. All right, so Bryant right now hasn't been having a great, 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 great Bryant kind of season, but who knows? Maybe the second half might be kind to him. Um, I'm going to move on from that game. Again, I don't really like any of the pitchers. I do say roster bats in that game. Um, Same thing here. We're going to move on to the Washington and Milwaukee game. Do not like Gio Gonzalez at all. Um, I think this is going to be a dual-hitting um, you can definitely do a stack from one of these teams if you want to. A, con- uh, a stack that will probably be contrarian. I doubt a lot of people will want to do a Milwaukee stack, but Jill just hasn't had it this year. He's had a lot of control issues, and he's going against a team that got pretty beat up on the other day. Uh, we want to run into this Milwaukee group right now. We do see Ryan Zimmerman back in the lineup. They moved Soto down to the fifth spot. That's pretty interesting. Hopefully, Daniel Murphy will have a better second half. Hopefully, he gets healthy. Um, It'll be kind of interesting to see how this game actually plays out. It's a 9 over under in this game. It's about what I expected. Um, Very hard to kind of gauge for Vegas. But it looks like Milwaukee is a slight favorite right there. Um, Again, they got Travis Shaw going down to the fifth spot. Um, Yellow All-Star. Um, you're going to pay a lot for him. Um, Gio has been having a lot of control issues. And um, he gets a little break tonight um, with Aguilar not being in the lineup. But he's still going to have his money caught out for him. We'll see what happens with Zimmerman being back there in that fourth spot, but bad behind Harper if that helps him any. And uh, Rendon being there in the second spot. A lot of um, tweaking in both lineups, but we'll see how it plays out. And then we got Detroit and Kansas City. Let's look at that real quick. Got Liriano for Detroit. And we got Phil Meyer for the Royals. Um, Basically, he's a probable starter, uh, making a a spot start. He previously made one for Ian Kennedy. But uh, this guy's probably more of a bullpen guy. Not a lot of 4,800, not really much there to bank on right there. Uh, I'm pretty sure Detroit is going to be probably favored heavily with this, with Liriano being the more of the two of the veteran presence. High over-under once again. Liriano definitely has lost a lot of his um, metrics for pitching. Uh, he's a lefty. Uh, been bouncing around the league here a lot lately, so hasn't really had a dominant performance really in the last five starts. So uh, definitely proceed with caution. I mean, he is at a tractable price there going against an uh, 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 underachieving team but um, again Kansas City they can definitely wake up at any time they winners of their last three uh, five and five in their last ten um, so don't really really trust that and then they're at home so that's definitely more of an offensive game um, definitely uh, Salvador comes to mind Merrifield even Hunter Dozier and Lucas Lucas Duda and the new guy, Rosa Herrera. I mean, I, I do like some Kansas City bats in there to go contrarian. Whit Merrifield, very nice there at the top of the order, but you're he, he going to pay for him, 4700 Um, The Phil Meyer guy, you know, he's going to have his, his work cut out for him. 
Candelero went deep the other day. He's down there in the cleanup position. He got Martin up there, Leonis at the at the leadoff, and then Castellano, another righty there that can give some problems. Victor Martinez going from his left side. So um, there will be some runs definitely generated in that game. So bats, bats, bats in that game. And the other White Sox and then the Anaheim Angels. Anaheim Angels, surprisingly, had a pretty good show another day. Um, they um, took it to um, Houston the other day, 14-5. Um, they had one of those classic Angels games where they, nothing could stop them that was coming across the plate. They were just hacking at everything. So um, in this matchup, you, know, you got Giolito and then Barrio. Barrio, I think he's going to be very good. He just needs to continue to get more and more experience. Um, Jay Lotto can be good at some times, and he can look real bad at other times. But he took care of Kansas City on his last game. Um, he had some good run support, um, a 10-1 to finale in that game against Kansas City at home. He's on the road, uh, hasn't been that great on the road. High ERA, 7.53, running into a hot team right now. Um, more really like it. I don't really like it at all. I do like Jaime Barria. Um, he's somebody that, you know, you, you got to, the only thing about it, he can get strikeouts. I mean, you got the back end of him where he was getting 20 to 25 fantasy points, and you got the other end, which you just hope doesn't happen when he only gets around 10 to 15. You got to get over 20 to 20, 20 to 25 at 8,100. It's just, it's no other, it's, it's just no other way. And, I mean, it is a team that he could do it against the White Sox. Uh, he's proven to be pretty decent at home. Um, giving up less home runs at home. Got more strikeouts at home. So hopefully they can compound upon the win they had yesterday and use it for momentum and uh, keep it moving. I do like the Angels. They're 76% consensus, negative 205 on the money line versus only 24% for the White Sox. So I'm going to let you finish your lineup. Sorry for the late. Transmission just got cut off there. Hopefully, Anchor can get something better with that going on. All right, all right, this JB sign off and good luck in your matchups.